I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, the leaves are falling in Michigan. It's ridiculous. It is crazy. So I went out. It was very windy yesterday. It was very windy Friday. So I went out today and my first three lawns didn't have any leaves because they don't have any trees. But then I got to the fourth lawn and it was pretty full. And then I got to my fifth lawn and it was loaded and the leaves aren't even all down yet. So it's crazy out there, guys. Out of the 10 lawns, well, I actually only got to nine today, but out of the nine lawns that I got to today, I did six cleanups, and if you know leaf cleanups, they take a while, so it just is what it is. I'm a little behind. We're going to get rain tomorrow night and all day Wednesday, looks like, so it's just going to be one of those things I'm just going to have to play the, the whole rest of the season pretty much by ear, and that's just, it is what it is. Uh, that's that's how we roll here when leaf season comes. It is super early for leaves to be falling here in Michigan. Normally, they don't start falling until the last week of October, and that way we can finish up our mowing. I mean, they'll they'll be falling here and there, but uh, but then we finish up our mowing, and then they really start coming down in November. But unfortunately, it's not that way this year. I was dealing with some leaves last week or the week before I took last week off for the Equip Expo, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But uh, it, it wasn't too bad. But today, it was some of the lawns really were loaded, a lot of double, triple cutting, because you guys know I mulch all the leaves into the yard for the most part. I do have some lawns that I bag up and put in brown paper bags. It's just what I got to do around here. So that's what I'm, I'm doing uh, for fall cleanups. But that was kind of my day. I started late. I got started late at about 9 o'clock. And then I got home after dark at about 7.30. So it is what it is. I need to get going earlier. I I really need to get up at 5 instead of 5.30. So we're just going to keep grinding away at it. Uh, This morning, I kind of got wrapped up. I uh, started a new podcast. If you guys don't follow me on social media, first of all, head over to Facebook Find Aaron Sutter, A-A-R-O-N-S-U-T-T-E-R, and give me a like or a follow or whatever, friend me, and you will get a lot more information there on what's going on in my business, in my life, things like that. Uh, I would really appreciate that. But I started a new podcast. The new podcast is actually just the opposite of the Mowing in the Dark podcast. It is mowing in the light. So I guess you can guess where I'm going with this. 
I have decided to split the the faith episodes and the lawn mowing into two separate entities because um, there's a lot of people that would like to just binge listen to the faith stuff, and that's great. I, I appreciate that without having to weed through all the lawn care stuff. And then there's other people that would like to binge listen the lawn care stuff, but not have to weed through the faith stuff. So I decided that I'm going to separate them. Still lawn care oriented. That's why I'm. I called it mowing in the light. Uh, you can look it up on Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, a bunch of places. So uh, go check that out because you don't want to miss those Faith Friday episodes. They're going to be the exact same, same format, same everything. They're only going to come out once a week, so there's going to be one episode a week on that podcast. Hopefully I can you know, do that. Uh, and then this podcast will just have two episodes a week. So uh, the episodes here will be Tuesday and Thursday, and then the episodes on the Faith Friday podcast will obviously be on Friday. Uh, but I may change that to Monday. It just depends. Some people like to, uh, you know, after Sunday, if they, after they've been to church, they get fired up, they feel good, they want to listen to more some, some more faith content, and so they may want to do that. So I don't know. We'll see how the Faith Friday goes. I might switch that up to posting on Monday. We'll just have to see. But right now, it's going to be on Friday. All right, guys? So it's Mowing in the Dark Lawn Care Podcast and Mowing in the Light Lawn Care Podcast. The pictures, the cover photo for the podcast look very similar. However, the Mowing in the Light Podcast has a cross on it, whereas the Mowing in the Dark Podcast does not. So I just, after talking with some people at the Equip Expo, it just became clear to me that that would be a good way to go. And so that's what I did. And we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes great. Uh, I know that God is blessing those Faith Friday episodes, and he's blessing this podcast overall. So uh, I really, I, I think it's going to be great. But if, if, if it doesn't go well, then I'll just start putting them back on this podcast. No big deal, right? I mean, I can do whatever I want. It's my podcast. All right, guys. So uh, Equip Expo 2022. It was a great year for the Equip Expo. It really was. I enjoyed myself f immensely. It was just wonderful. Now, I took my son Marcus with me. I actually tried to get him on this podcast tonight. He didn't want to do it for whatever reason. So, I mean, it is late. It's like 930 for him. Bedtime is at nine. So uh, he's been doubling up on schoolwork because he was off most of the week last week and he's homeschooled. So he's been doubling up. He's been do doing two days of school in one day to get caught back up. Uh, we didn't ask him to do this. He just decided that he wanted to do it. And I'm pretty impressed. I pretty, I, I really am. So that's awesome. Uh, he's, he's killing it at the school game. All right, let's talk about the Equip Expo. 
guys, we got in there about, uh, we got in there Tuesday night and we got there around four, four ish, something like that. We got our badges. It was not bad at all getting the badges, especially for us. Cause we went Tuesday. There was nobody in line. We just got them, printed them out. It was fantastic. It worked fine. It, and nobody seemed to complain about it at all. They had stations everywhere where you could get your, your badges. So it really wasn't bad. It was very easy. So we checked into our hotel. We stayed at the sleep in this year. Uh, it was quite nice. Uh, the outside from the outside, uh, looking in the outside is kind of run down. It doesn't look very nice, but it's, it's right there by the expo inside. However, it is quite nice. I mean, as far as hotels go, I mean, sure. It's not the Galt house in Louisville, but it is a nice hotel with soft beds. We brought our own pillows. I don't leave home without my own pillow anymore. So, uh, we do that. Uh, but it was just nice. They had a very small hot breakfast. Basically, it was uh, waffles and biscuits and gravy, sausage and bacon for breakfast. And then, of course, your coffee and your your other drinks and stuff. They had hard-boiled eggs. They had cereal, things like that, stuff that I don't get into. So it was a good hot breakfast. It wasn't the best. It wasn't like going to a restaurant but it fed you and it, it kept us going uh, all day almost. So we really appreciated the breakfast at the hotel. I'm really happy that Tony with Tony's lawn care on YouTube recommended this hotel. He stayed there as well. So we got to have breakfast with Tony every morning. He was always down there chipper, ready to go. You know, he was so excited about all the equipment and, and just getting to the expo. So that was really cool. We also got to have breakfast with Phil's lawn care. Uh, if you watch YouTube at all, you know that Phil's lawn care is just blowing up right now. He is one of the mowing tall grass channels and uh, he's just blowing up right now. So it was just nice to get to know him. I hadn't met him before this this week, past week. So that was nice. He's a really cool down to earth guy. Um, we met his wife. She's very nice. Um, just, just very nice people. And they uh they were just great they we didn't get to see them at the expo really at all i mean when you go to the expo there's so many people there's so many things to do that it's hard to find people there so one of looking back on the episode that i made about uh you know correcting the record or whatever um on influencers at the expo and things like that. One thing that I did not take into account, and uh, the more I look at that episode, it's like, what was I thinking, you know? But uh, it must have just been an off day or something. But the meetups really do help people to connect. It, you're not just there to meet this YouTube personality or this podcast personality. Because there are so many people that are in line waiting to, you know, see this person. Like I, 
I didn't even go to any of the meetups, really. Um, I didn't go to shake anybody's hand. I know all these people, all right? I know Brian's lawn maintenance. I know um, Paul Jameson. I know all of these people. I know Blake Albertson. I know them. I've been in this community for eight years now. You know, I, my first uh, GIE Expo was in 2015, when there was like a group of 40 people that went to Pleasure Ridge Pizza. I was a part of that group. So some might call me an OG. I don't consider myself an OG. I've been doing this a long time on YouTube, but I'm very small. My channel just hasn't grown. It's probably my personality, and that's fine. I, I don't really care. I do this because I enjoy it, and I do it to help the community community and contribute because I think everyone should contribute to the community that they're a part of. And so I consider myself a part of the lawn care community on YouTube, on social media. And so I want to contribute, all right, whether it's small or big, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're contributing and you're giving, okay? So with these meetups, or these meet and greets or whatever you want to call them. Yes, you can go there. You can stand in line uh, to shake Paul Jamison's hand. You can do that or Stanley dirt monkey or whoever you can do that. I don't do that. I know all of that. Sure. I will. If I see them out and about, I will shake their hand, say, hello, how you doing? You know, how was your year? What, you know, all that stuff because I, I know them. All right. Now I don't know them, know them, know them. Like we're not like buddies or personal friends. I mean, I guess you could consider us personal friends, but we don't talk throughout the year. Basically we might message once in a while on, on like Facebook or Instagram. Most people have Instagram. I just got back into Instagram because of the expo. And so, you know, normally I don't do the Instagram thing, but it is good to connect with people on the messenger there because there's so many people that are on there. But, you know, I I don't really do that. But what I do do with these meetups is I'll just go and hang out and talk with other people, not the big personalities, but other people, because I love to, to meet new people. And I, I'm not big on social media, so I don't get to do these meetups where I can meet lots of people. So I just go, I shake people's hands, I say, hello, how you doing? And you would be surprised at how many people actually know my content, but they're not necessarily seeking me out because I'm not the, the big YouTuber or whatever. And that's fine. That doesn't bother me at all. So that's that that is what these these little meet and greet things are really good for now i'm not going to waste my time at the equip expo and stand in a line for an hour to shake someone's hand all right i'm just not going to do that i don't care really who it is i mean they had trace atkins there he was there he was shaking people's hands and there was a line you know like a thousand people uh i'm not going to stand in that line I don't fanboy out, okay, over people. I just don't. 
I am a people person and I like people, but I'm not going to fan out. I'm not going to treat you like a celebrity just because you've you've gotten a bunch of views on YouTube or a bunch of listens on, on a podcast, you know? And if that makes those people feel bad, I'm sorry. That's not my intent. I'm just not going to waste my time standing in a line when I could possibly run into you as we're just walking around and I can just say, hi, really quick, because you know who I am. I know who they are. Just shake their hand, say, how's it going? Good to see you and keep on going because I have things I want to see too. And they have places they have to go. And they actually do appreciate that. Like the the longest encounter that I had at the Equip Expo was after the uh, the podcast event on Thursday morning, um, and that was with Naylor Taliaferro. Uh, we talked for maybe five ten minutes. That was the longest interaction that I had because he had some time there. He wasn't off running somewhere else right away. So we could talk and we talked about the the event that happened right there, the podcasting thing. We talked about the expo a little bit at large and it was good to just catch up a little bit. And then I I let him go because I, I don't have any commitments. So I could stand there and talk all day, but I know that these people have commitments that that they have to get to or they want to get to. And so I'm not going to monopolize anybody's time. So it just is what it is. Another thing that happened is I have my son with me, like I said, Marcus, and um, we were just walking down an aisle and Stanley Dirt Monkey was coming up. There was nobody around him. There was nobody there. So uh, I just said, Stan, how's it going? Shook his hand. He didn't really know who I was. Um, Stan's one of the people he, he's been around a long time. Maybe he recognized my face. He thought I was someone else, uh, which is fine. I don't care. I, I don't fault anybody for that. So it doesn't really bother me. Uh, but we got, we talked again for maybe five minutes or so. And then somebody else came up and shook my hand and, and his hand. And so it was just, it was what it was. And, and it was fine. I didn't have any problem with that. And that was probably the second longest interaction that I had with people. So it, the meetups are important. They are to, to go to at, at the equip expo, because that's where you get to meet a lot of people or see a lot of people that, you know, Uh, you may not get to see them otherwise because everyone is moving around the expo and it's hard to find people. You could walk around all day long and not see one person that you know that happened to us on Wednesday. It's, it just is what it is. It's such a big place. So, you know, that's why I say the meetups at the expo are very important. All right. So Tuesday night, this is before the expo even really opened. They, the equip expo did put on a, fun thing at the Louisville Slugger Field in downtown Louisville. And it was pretty cool. They had food, they had hot dogs, burgers, 
excuse me, kind of junk food, you know, ballpark food, which was fine. It was great. We didn't have any we ate before we went, so we were full. We were stuffed because I didn't know exactly what type of food was going to be there, so it was fine. And uh, we, you know, walked around, had a great time, uh, just, you know, watching people watching things like that we didn't really see many people that we knew i saw a few shook a few hands but uh they had fireworks which was pretty cool uh, i i didn't know what to expect from the fireworks but it was a good fireworks show i thought it was excellent and then wednesday we headed into the show at noon so we had a long time wednesday morning to eat breakfast with tony and phil it was really nice just to sit down there in the hotel lobby, just uh, chilling, having good conversation with adults. Because, you know, as a parent, you don't get to have a lot of adult conversation. And so it was really nice to just be able to catch up with Tony, because I've known Tony for a while, and to get to know Phil a little bit better. And it was just it was wonderful. It was a great time. And then we, we got ourselves together. We headed over to the expo and we started it off great. Uh, Marcus was super excited this year because he's 12 and the cutoff age for the expo is 12. So we were able to do everything. Uh, he, he wasn't able to drive equipment, but he wouldn't want to drive equipment. He was all nervous to even think about that. So, you know, that wasn't an issue. We were able to go outside, see all the demo areas, and that was really great. And we went out uh, Wednesday pretty early. We did see some things inside that we wanted to see before we went outside, but it was pretty early that we went outside to the demo area because Marcus wanted to see it so bad. And so we headed out there pretty quick. It was maybe an hour and a half. And uh, we got out there. They opened the outdoor demo area immediately at noon. So when the expo opened, the outdoor demo area opened. And so a lot of people went right out there. And if you didn't know, Kentucky is going through a drought right now. They haven't had rain in about six weeks. And so the dem demo area very quickly got super dusty. I mean, it was like a dust bowl. The mowers by, by the end of the day, by two o'clock on Friday, were absolutely demolished in dust. They were covered in dirt. It was, it was beyond believable. I mean, the cars in the parking lot had a coat of dust on them that had flown up and moved all the way across the expo building out into the parking lot because that is how dusty it was. It was super dusty. So it was, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess, but we got to see, because we went out early, we got to see the clean equipment for the most part, but it was starting to get, to get dusty. Uh, we saw a lot of cool equipment working. We saw a lot of different things, a lot of the new mowers and things like that, the Toro mowers, the new Toro mowers that came out. Uh, we got to see those. We uh, went over, we saw uh, the Ventrac booth, which was really cool. I got to demo a Ventrac. That was really nice. Um, uh, I 
think I demoed a couple other things, but I don't remember. Uh, I'm really tired right now. It's been a very long day. Uh, but uh, it was just a good time outside. Um, it, it was really nice. And the, the tragic part of the expo this year was that DeWalt was there. A lot of the big name battery companies were there this year. Ryobi was there. DeWalt was there. Um, there's a new company called Cress, which is really interesting. We'll get into that. But DeWalt had a had a um, had a, a what do you want to call it? A concept more kind of thing. And so they had that out in the demo area. And it was a mower that you could sit on, but then it would transform into a stander. And some of you have probably seen the memes on social media. It's been everywhere by now. But that mower out in the demo area actually caught fire. So this was a lithium-ion battery fire. And so they tried to put it out with fire extinguishers. Of course, that didn't work. And so they had to call the fire department. This was about 3.30 on, on Wednesday. So this machine had only been running for about three and a half hours in that demo area. And it got hot enough to where it caught on fire. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. They probably rushed it uh, to, to be able to be at the expo. And so I get it. They wanted it there. They probably should not have had it running in the demo area. Just saying. But anyway, they did. And so the fire department came out. They It took them at least 30 minutes to get the fire out. They did not have the proper equipment to put out these lithium-ion battery fires. And so at one point, someone told me later, who was standing there at the booth, said that they were almost ready to grab a piece of equipment and dig a hole and put this thing in it and bury it because they couldn't seem to get the fire out. And the thing is, it's so dry in Kentucky right now that this could have been really bad. I mean, the whole demo area could have gone up in flames. And so this was really bad. Like this was, this was, this could have been a disaster. But luckily the disaster was averted they did get the fire out, um, but they did close down the outdoor demo area for the rest of the day. Everyone had to go inside. The fire marshal said, no, we got to close this down. There's fumes and stuff with this lithium ion smoke and things like that. We got to get people inside. So we ended our outdoor demo day there. We went back inside, saw a bunch of other equipment. What we were looking for this year, what I was looking for this year, was a compact tractor. And we think we found one. Um, it, it's pretty cool, I have to say. I mean, it looks cool. And some information that I found out about it is really cool. So the tractor that I found that I think we are going to look at purchasing is a bad boy tractor. Yes, the bad boy mowers, they make tractors now. Well, they don't make them. They, they just brand them, okay? So... Actually, it is TYM tractor brand that actually makes the bad boy tractors. And what I found out is that the bad boy tractor actually has the most 
bucket lifting capacity of any compact tractor. I didn't know this. And it also comes with a Cummins diesel engine, which again, I didn't know. So we, I am really looking hard at this. I've been doing a lot of research, trying to see, you know, putting feelers out there, seeing if there's any demand for driveway, driveway renovation or brush hogging, things like that. And so I've been putting feelers out about that. And we're, I'm just, I'm still seeing, we'll see, time will tell, but I'm, I'm pretty pumped about the prospect of purchasing a tractor. And it, yes, it's going to be a large investment if I jump into it, but I think it could be really, really beneficial for me personally, my physical body and my business. Um, I've just, I've been burned out on mowing for most of the summer this year and just tired, just tired of the, the grind of mowing. And not that I don't love mowing, I do. But as we all know, like in a marriage relationship, sometimes you love the person, but right now you hate the person. <laughs> and so if you've been married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it, it just, you know, it is what it is. I have a love-hate relationship with mowing grass. It is a grind. It will grind you to dust. If, if you're not careful, if you don't take time for yourself, if you don't get away from the business. So that's why I'm a big proponent of vacations and things like the Equip Expo. That's why I took the entire week off for Equip Expo because I think it is very important to get away and to take time off especially if you're solo. So um, that was Wednesday. Then Thursday, the full day, we had the expo. Um, again, walking around, looking at equipment, checking out tractors, implements, things like that. Again, we went out in the demo area. It was open again, um, and it was fine. We just basic. I demoed a few things, but we basically, because of all the dust, we came back inside. But Marcus was still happy because he, he could go out there if he wanted to. But it was so dusty that we, we decided we would spend most of our time inside. And Marcus, uh, just like last year, he had to collect as many magazines or catalogs as possible. So I carried the backpack for some of the time. He would carry the backpack for some of the time. It got pretty heavy, but uh, it was good. He enjoyed himself way more this year. Um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, so thankful that he enjoyed himself. And thank you too, to all the people who came up to me, shook my hand, said hello, and then turned to my son Marcus and said, shook his hand, said, hi, how you doing? That just meant the world to him. And it meant the world to me because what you see in Marcus is what I was when I was his age. Just shy, just kind of reserved. You know, I'm not gonna put myself out there. And that those interactions really helped boost his confidence. And so I really thank everybody that came up to him, shook his hand like he's a normal person, you know? Cause he is, he's just 12, he's awkward, you know? Everybody's awkward at 12. So I really appreciate that. Then Thursday night, we had the, the rally. Uh, 
we used to call it like the YouTube rally or whatever. Now it's just the rally uh, or the GIE rally is what we used to call it. But now it's just the rally because they changed it to equip. And uh, it was good. It was good. Um, I don't think there was quite as many people there this year as there was last year, but that's okay. Um, it, it can be fluid. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, we got to see a lot of people shake some hands. Uh, I was able to hop on a podcast with um, the Lawn Care Community Podcast, Mike and Mikey. And uh, so that was fun. That was great. Um, we talked tractors and different business ideas, things like that. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The food was good. Um, there wasn't a lot of food. Um, it was They gave you these really small plates. So, Naylor, we're going to have to work on that. If you're listening to this, we're going to have to work on the small plates thing. I think we need big plates. But, again, small plates, small servings, you get it. Make the food last longer. I get it. But uh, we should have ate before we went. <laughs> but we didn't have time. We got there at 4 and there was already a line. Uh, so it, it is what it is. I was hoping to be able to help with setup or something for the event. But they had it already done by the time I got there. Uh, and so we just stood in line. And that's fine. That's totally fine. I don't care about that. But I, I did want to help because I enjoy this community. And I, I wanted to be of help to, to Naylor, to the people putting on the thing. Um, I've been in a position to help before, and it was just fun. It was really fun. So um, so we stood in line. We waited. We got in relatively quickly. We got a free shirt. Uh, then we got hats and stuff. We got a Toro hat. It's really cool. Um, like I said, the food was good. We stood around. It was, it, it was good. It was just good. There was good conversation. Then we went out with a couple of friends, Mike and Mikey again, uh, got dinner and that was just good. It was just a good night. And, um, then we went back to the hotel, crashed, got up Friday morning, had breakfast again and went back to the expo. And Friday was just kind of a relaxed day. The expo really cleared out. There wasn't as many people on Friday. A lot of people tend to go home on Friday or they're just so tired from partying because the Trace Adkins concert was Thursday night as well. So, and I heard through the grapevine that the the Fourth Street Live venue was packed, more packed than it's ever been before for the GIE Expo. So, uh, they they did a good thing by bringing in Trace Atkins. He really threw down a good show, and people loved it. We didn't go. Uh, Marcus is not a fan of big crowds. And I'm not a fan of loud music anymore. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I, I've been, as I told you in the last episode, I've been battling like a, an ear thing. So I didn't want to go down there and, and mess that up. So uh, it is what it is. But we had a good time. We had a great night. Then Friday, it was slower. We got to just walk around, see things we wanted to see. Um, you know, just talk with people. Uh, and just have a good time because that's what I go for. I go for the people. I don't necessarily go for the equipment, but when I did have questions, I would obviously always ask the people at the booth. And so that was good. 
Now, one of the things that kind of disappointed me with one of the brands is as I was considering buying, you know, a large investment piece of equipment with a tractor, I asked uh, one of the vendors, I'm not going to say who it was, but I asked, you know, what is this product's greatest weakness? And the guy just laughed at me. And he laughed and he laughed and he laughed and then he stopped laughing when he thought that I was serious. When he saw that I was serious and he thought and he thought and he kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit. And then he said, the greatest weakness of this machine is probably fuel consumption. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think I'm going to buy your product because you're not honest. <laughs> and that that is what it is. I look for honesty. All right. I, I know these people know the weak points of their machines. They're not stupid people. They know the weak points of their machine. All right. So I you all know that I recently bought a Bradley. All right. A Bradley mower. So after that encounter, we went and we found the Bradley booth. It's a small booth. They only had four, three or four. I think it was four machines there. Uh, and they had their lead engineer there and they had another guy there. Two great guys. I don't remember their names. I'm sorry. But uh, the the lead engineer is from Japan, I believe, or or China. I could I get the two mixed up. I'm sorry. But he walked me through the new things that they're coming out with in 2023. They've got adjustable handles coming. They're adjustable so you can adjust them up because one of the complaints with the Bradley mower is that you kind of have to lean over a little bit for those handles. I've had that complaint too and it hurts your back. So they, they are making adjustable handles so you can adjust them up like two or three inches. It's really cool. Not just the, not just the bars, but the handles themselves, the control arms themselves, which is really cool. I was super impressed by that. And that tells me that they're listening to their customer. They're listening to their pe the people that are buying Bradley mowers. They know the weaknesses of their machine and they are not afraid to tell you what they're fixing on their machine because they want to give you a good machine. This other brand Obviously, they don't listen to their, their customer because he couldn't tell me one weakness other than fuel consumption. That's stupid. You know the weaknesses of your machine and you're afraid to say it. If you would say it, I bet you would make twice as many sales. I guarantee you, you would because people trust you. And so... I really appreciate that about the people at Bradley Mowers. They listen to their customers. They're not afraid to admit when they have some, something of a divine, de, uh, design flaw or something that they can improve on. I really appreciate that about Bradley Mowers. And they've fixed many things on their machines over the years by listening to their customer and they're, they're working on the hand-operated grass flap right now. They're working on a foot pedal for it. 
um, so that it doesn't have to be hand operated anymore. Another thing that they're hearing from their clients or their customers. I so appreciate that when a company gets behind their product and whatever they can do to make it a better product, that's what they're doing. I I just, I can't say enough about Bradley mowers. Um, that is very impressive to me because you're not going to get that from a Toro. You're not going to get that from a, a Gravely. You're not, because I've said many things about Gravely and they don't listen. <laughs> and you're not going to hear that from these big companies. They're, they're not taking you into, into account because they don't care. That That's my opinion. They don't care if it breaks or not. They don't care. The, just take it to a dealer, get it fixed, pay to get it fixed, more money in our pocket. That's stupid. I really appreciate Bradley Mowers for standing behind their product, number one. Number two, creating a process that works, all right? Uh, they explained how repairs can get done on your Bradley mower because they don't have a huge dealer network. They have a very, 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 very small dealer network. And so you can take your Bradley to a Vanguard uh, engine, uh, approved engine repair place or whatever, um, Vanguard dealer, whatever it is, and get your engines worked on there. Or you And they obviously ship parts and things like that. But he explained that email them directly. If you have something that breaks and you need a part, email them to directly for Bradley mowers. They will get it in the mail same day. And if, if it's late, they will get it on out in the morning. You will have it within two days. They said the same thing about warranty repairs. The thing with mowers is that it's not that they couldn't have your mower repaired within two days, it's that they have to get warranty approval. And many times that warranty process takes two weeks. That's why your, your repair times at your dealer are two weeks or more because you're waiting on the warranty to get approved. All, all a dealer has to do with Bradley is call the number, speak to the people there, say, this is what broke. This is what needs to be fixed. They will automatically say, okay, no problem. We will send out the part right away. You could have your mower up and running in two days. Excuse me. That is just amazing to me with Bradley. Um, I The more I get to know Bradley mowers and their process, the more I really appreciate it. And the more terrible these big companies look because they can't steer. They can't steer their big battleship like Bradley can. They're a small fish and it's really refreshing. I got to say it's really refreshing. So um, that's one of the, the negative things that happened, but it turned into a positive because it just, it, it fed my, my um, passion for the Bradley mower. I, I really, I really like it. I like the mower. I think it's a great product. Yeah, you do have to do some things right now to modify it a little bit. So it's a little bit more comfortable. At least I have had to. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's really quite simple. So 
I really appreciate the Bradley mowers. So then that was basically the day. One thing we could not find, and I'm going to bring this up because hopefully someone from the expo will listen to this episode or watch the YouTube video because this is a video podcast. Um, we could not find ice cream anywhere in the expo center. We saw some people walking around with ice cream. We could not find it anywhere. And Marcus was dying for ice cream. And uh, last year we got Ellers, Ellers ice cream. They were right out front, but they weren't there this year. And we looked all over the place. We wanted their ice cream so bad. So expo, if you're listening, place Ellers somewhere where people can find them so that we can get our ice cream fix, okay? All right, so Friday at about 1 o'clock, we were just done. We were tired. We were exhausted. So we decided, you know what? I think we're going to pack it in. We we were able to see um, our friend Cameron Duncan one last time. Um, we got to say goodbye to him, you know, talk for just a little bit because he's a busy guy. Uh, talk to him a little bit. It was great to talk to him as much as we could because um, he is so busy, but uh, he's just a wonderful guy. Um, he's a great guy. Um, so we got to talk to him just before we headed out. We headed out about one and um, headed back home to Michigan. It's about a six-hour drive. So that's kind of the expo at a 80,000 view. <laughs> um, it's, it, it was just a wonderful time. It really was. Um, and the big takeaway, the big thing that we were looking for was a compact tractor. And I think we found it. Um, I talked to several people about, um, you know, compact tractors, what they thought. A Stanley Dirt Monkey was actually trying to steer me away from getting a tractor and getting into a skid steer. I don't think I want a skid steer at this point, but, um, you know, that's the way he would go. And that's why what he told me. So that's fine. It's no no big deal. Um, and then Cameron Duncan, he would like to see me get into a Ventrac. And while the Ventrac is a great machine, it's got a lot of cool features, a lot of cool things. Um, the implements are way more expensive, and he's had some problems with his uh, with his motor, with his engine. It's a Vanguard engine. Uh, other than that, he hasn't had many problems with his Ventrac, but the price is really quite high for what it is. I mean, it, it's a great product, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of mechanical things with the Ventrac, whereas with a tractor, it's tried and true. It's, it's you know, hydraulic system. The, the implements that I would be wanting aren't motorized. They don't need anything other than a brush hog, and that's run by a PTO, which has been around forever, tried and true. Whereas the Ventrac, yeah, it's been around for a few years, but I don't, I don't know if it's really tried or true yet. So uh, I'm really leaning towards the tractor, the bad boy tractor, and I've been looking at reviews and things like that on it, and most of the reviews are very positive. So. That's kind of the way I'm leaning right now. Got to, you know, look at finances, look at all that stuff, and just make sure that it's right for me before I jump in with both feet. Because I do have a, a truck payment, and, you know, 
I, I, I have the mower payment on the Bradley, which is low, but still it's a payment. And so it just is what it is. You know, I, I want to make sure that I make the right decision. And so I, uh, that, that, that was our biggest thing that we took away from the expo was that we really wanted to find, you know, a compact tractor that we thought we might, we might want. So that's really what, what our expo was like, guys. It sounds pretty boring, but it was exciting for us. We really enjoyed ourselves a lot. It was a lot of fun and it was just wonderful for me to spend time with Marcus and to see the equipment, uh, talk and do all that stuff. One thing I forgot to talk about was Cress. I, I told you we were going to talk about it. And so we got to talk about it. Cress is a battery equipment, uh, maker. Okay. And they are from overseas, but they were having their North American debut at the show this year. And this stuff is really cool. Now, I've never used a battery-powered trimmer before, so I went out to their demo area. They had all their equipment out there that you could demo. I, the first thing I tried was the trimmer. This thing lost no power. They had straw bales, okay? You could take this thing and shove it into a straw bale. It would not, it would not decrease in power at all. I mean, it stayed the same. The RPMs stayed the same. It was amazing. It was an amazing piece of equipment. And then they, they took me to the edger. Same thing with the edger. No loss of power. None. And, and this ground was hard and dry. And we were digging into the ground. It was amazing. And then they have a blower that's 870 CFM, something like that. So it's on par with some of these big blowers. And it was pretty cool, but they had me blow a battery. Like they got a heavy battery out and set it on the ground. They had me blow it. And it doesn't feel like it's got as much power as, say, the Echo 8010 or the 9010 because you don't have that rumble, that noise, that, that loud you know, dirt bike engine on your back. But it, it rolled this battery like it was nothing. And so, I mean, it's got a lot of power. I was super impressed with the Crest products. I really was. The kicker is that their batteries, I forget what amp hour battery it is, but their battery charges in eight minutes. Eight minutes. That is, that's plenty of time to mow a lawn. And while you're mowing the lawn, you can be charging that battery. You're never going to run out of battery. And so you don't need a ton of batteries because you can charge it in eight minutes. It's amazing. They also have one of these robot mowers and on the robot mower, theirs is different. Theirs, you do not have to put a cable in the ground. They have this, what looks like a measuring wheel. All right. And there's this little white like thing on top of the bat of the, the robot mower. You take that off and put it on the measuring wheel and you take it around the lawn and that maps the lawn and then you put the white thing back on the the robot mower the robot mower will then do the lawn and it it doesn't do a random pattern like all the other ones do it actually makes stripes up and down it does the most efficient way 
it's amazing. It's an amazing product. I was super impressed with the Crest products. I really was. Now, because this was their debut, they didn't have any prices on anything yet. So I don't know any prices. I don't know when they're going to be in dealers. I know that um, a steel dealer, the steel dealer, dealer that I go to, now I don't buy steel, but I, you know, my de- my mower dealer is a steel dealer and the rep for my area actually recently, six weeks ago, moved to Cress. And so he knows my dealer. He's talking to my dealer. And so hopefully my dealer will bring, bring in the Cress products. I'm super excited about it because I, I'm going to get one. I'm pretty sure because it the vibration is non-existent on these things. And I have problems with my hands and my elbows. And so if I can get the least amount of vibration with that kind of quality, no loss of power, nothing like that, I'm all for it. I really am. Now, depending on how long it takes for them to break this stuff out, uh, maybe next year if it's not out yet, maybe I will go with a Milwaukee. Um, I know Tony has really been talking to me a bit about the Milwaukee stuff and really encouraging me to look into battery. So who knows, might do it. But the Crest stuff is top on my list for the battery stuff that I want. Of course, price does factor into all this. And, you know, if it's if it's priced super high, you know, probably won't be able to get into it. But if it's if it's at a reasonable price, I don't see why I couldn't. So Guys, that is pretty much my time at the Equip Expo. I hope this podcast was fun for you. Just kind of hearing about the Expo through my eyes. uh, It was just a great time. It really was. It was fantastic. And we are definitely going again next year. Um, This year was way different than last year. It was huge. It was a huge show. Biggest one ever. Um, The most people they've ever had. I think up more than 25,000 people went, which is a huge number. Um, And it was just, it was a great time. Last year was a bummer, a big bummer for us. This year really renewed our our passion for the expo. So guys, if you haven't gone, you need to go at least one time. It It is just to go and see the scope, the the size of the industry that you're in. I would really encourage you to go check it out at least once. It's a great time. You will not regret it. I promise. Once you go, you'll want to go every year. So that's all I got to say about the Equip Expo. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed ourselves. But that's it for this episode, guys. So thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.